0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everybody, for what is your Thursday edition of Locked On Browns. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd. Uh, make sure you're following on the Twitter machine, at Browns, all lowercase, follow-back account, as you guys all know. DMs are open. Me, personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open there as well for any questions, ideas, thoughts you'd like involved in the show, or just any general questions you guys know. I'm always down for stuff like that. we got some news to get here today. Actually, uh, so we're going to get a little from college football, a little from the NFL as well. Obviously, your Browns news of the day. We're going to dig in a little bit here, uh, do some preview of the tight end position here, which may or may not have taken a little bit of, of a hit yesterday. We'll get to all that as we you know uh, get closer with our uh, positional previews here as training camp. Uh, opening up here, practices, of course, to begin on Friday, August 14th, so a mere 15 days from today. Uh, we'll also get to, I'm going to say, I'm in the first quarter of the 2020 uh, Brown schedule here. Stuff in store that we got for you today. Um, starting to get more and more names here uh, that are choosing to opt out of the 2020 NFL season. Yesterday, you know, a couple more bigger names, a couple big names yesterday. Uh, Nate Soldier would have been one of the starting tackles for the New York Giants. I'm sure you Browns fans are familiar, as the Browns were trying to court Nate Soldier a couple years ago uh, through free agency. Um, You know, Nate's had a cancer scare himself, um, has a young child at home with cancer. Um, For a player... Like this, uh, this is a no-brainer, obviously, for a guy like Nate Solder. You just, you can't risk it. Um, And Nate Solder, obviously, has made, uh, you know, a fair amount of money in the league here to this time. And just, you know, you're going to have to maybe sometimes in a situation like this, you know, put family over everything else. And Nate Solder did it. A little bit of a surprising one, uh, Damian Williams. Um, Obviously, everybody knows who Damian Williams is. Running back from the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, monster Super Bowl last year. Uh, He was the guy that, you know, essentially reaped the benefits of Kareem Hunt's suspension. Um, From, you know, from 2018 with Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Damian Williams stepped up and flourished as uh, far as a reserve and taking over for Kareem Hunt in 2018-2019. Again, monster playoff season, monster Super Bowl. Uh, The Chiefs did draft uh, Clyde Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round. So uh, I don't think it's going to be a huge drop off for them, but certainly a notable player a very, very talented player, a player that fit that Kansas City Chiefs scheme very well, was very, very successful with them. So, uh, you know, the Chiefs, uh, you know, obviously it's a hit, but, you know, look, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs have been able to basically rebound from anything. I mean, if you can rebound from the loss of a superstar player like Kareem Hunt, obviously you can recover from the loss of a player like Damian Williams. From college football, uh, Virginia Tech cornerback uh, Caleb Farley, um, viewed by many as the top cornerback in the nation for the 2021 nfl draft decided that he's just going to call his college career quits he will focus his training and his time and his efforts on getting ready for the 2021 nfl draft look uh, any sport doesn't matter um you know if you feel this is the right thing to do um and for farley look i mean if you're that well regarded as a player i'm um, sure the you know the coronavirus pandemic causes an issue here where you think this maybe is the best move for you but you know it certainly was an issue where maybe you know coronavirus or not you know this was maybe something that was on his mind why risk it you know um you know if you're thought of this high yeah you may drop a little bit but look i mean if you're still going to end up getting drafting top 50 uh for right now he carries around one grade it's something that you know you just don't have to you know essentially risk so caleb farley you know looking forward with eyes to the 2020 2021 nfl draft located in cleveland by the way guys uh, a couple things Browns wise. Uh, Farrell Brown, obviously, guys, I've spoke about Farrell Brown. I think there, there's an opportunity here if others don't expand their play, improve their play for Farrell Brown for the you know to make the final roster for this tight end group here as a blocker, uh, put on the pup list. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are getting premature here as opposed to what this could possibly mean. Sure, it's an issue at the time. He could certainly be off the pup list by the time uh you know first practices roll around on August 14th. This may or uh, you know, this does not have anything to do with COVID. That is not the list he's put in put on, I should say. Um so everybody as far as you know trying to, you know, escalate this more than it is, look, I mean you can think and obviously, you know, you have to have a plan in place for it. We're not really exactly sure what Farrell Brown's issue is to this point here. Um, but yeah, it's it's a hit for the tight end room as far as you know where the Browns are. Now we'll see what the way this you know works itself out in the next week or two because um, I still think Farrel Brown had a decent shot of making this roster. Um, Browns have their first players opting out. Undrafted free agent, offensive lineman, uh, Drake Dorback out of Southern Miss. Um, obviously, you know, most players are obviously familiar with him, get an opportunity to even really know who he is. Um, but he's going to, um, you know, he's decided to opt out for the 2020 season. Um, this is a really, really difficult choice to make for an undrafted free agent. Obviously, the, the opportunity is slim to begin with. Um, and now taking yourself out of football for a whole calendar year puts yourself in a really, really, really tough spot. But again, we're not judging anybody for these decisions they're making through this process. Everyone you know, deserves the right to do what is best for them and what they feel is best for their family. For Derek Dorbeck, he's decided maybe he'll try to go at it again next year, which will only make the road even tougher. But look, you know, it's his decision, um, and it's one to be respected. One we did not see coming. Um... And obviously, Drew Forbes. You know, we thought there was certainly the potential to compete at the right guard position. I think Drew Forbes, with his athletic makeup as an offensive lineman, also had a possibility for a reserve offensive tackle role here, um, and maybe a role going further, you know, somewhere down the, you know, down the line one day. Um, Drew Forbes uh, is going to take his age 23 season off. He's going to sit out this year. Again, don't know Drew's personal situation, um, what led to his decision. Obviously, well, I mean, we know what led to his decision. You know, the threat of COVID and you know everything that you know could possibly happen to you or to your family. Um, just looking out for others. Um, I know some people saying you know that this is it for Drew Forbes. I don't know about that. Um, Drew Forbes' athletic makeup. Um, he was really, really well regarded early last year in the Browns' 2020 training camp. Uh, so you know he'll you know he'll be el- eligible. You know. Uh, for you know, when the season is obviously over to come back to the Browns. He will only be 24. So he'll turn 24 in January. So tough times lead to really, really tough decisions. And Drew Forbes has decided it's not for him this year. One name I would look out for here as a potential somebody the Browns might bring in a camp because you know, t- we've talked about it. I think it's pretty cut and dry who the nine offensive linemen were that were going to make this final roster with Drew Forbes being one of them. He's out. Look for a name, Josh Klein. Josh Klein played with the Minnesota Vikings last year. He had signed for a three-year, $15 million deal. Um, suffered a couple of injuries um, you know, during the season. So obviously, though, he's familiar with Kevin Stefanski, familiar with the system. Um, the Vikings decided to move on from Josh Klein in, I believe it was March when they moved on. Josh Klein, veteran guard here. Might, you know, If he's still looking to play this year, might be a guy you're going to get in here as a reserve, as a potential uh, you know pitfall if something were happening with Wyatt Teller and he's not progressing the way everyone's expecting within that building but Josh Klein free agent guard played last year with the Minnesota Vikings is certainly somebody I would keep my eye on we're going to get to the tight end position and maybe a name or two that could maybe be brought in here with the Faro Brown news more coming your Thursday edition of Locked On Browns with your host Jeff Lloyd If you are not subscribed to Locked on Browns on Spotify or iTunes, there is no better time like the present. Go ahead, smash away on that subscribe button. Go ahead and leave a five-star rating. Go ahead and leave a wonderful written review and tell everybody how great the show is. Wink, wink, please, please. Um, Only helps with the show's growth. We try to be here each day for you guys, in and out, giving you the best Browns content and coverage we could possibly can. So again, not subscribed on iTunes or Spotify. Go ahead, take care of that right now. Thank you. Like we had said, now the tight end preview, we certainly felt, you know, we we know it's etched in stone here. Austin Hooper was brought in here for a reason. This This team and this scheme, this system needs a fully functional, solid blocking tight end. A number one tight end who can contribute in the receiving game. Austin Hooper, over 70 receptions last couple of seasons down in Atlanta with Matt Ryan. This is something we've shown. I mean, he's shown, he's proven. Um, He was the guy, he was pretty much the only name out there to get to bring into this situation. Maybe the receptions don't hit the seventy mark. Um, you look at Kyle Rudolph; the receptions weren't very high last year, as they were split between he and Irv Smith. Um, and there's certainly opportunity for some other guys to eat here in the receiving game. But Austin Hooper, you are going to look for a guy to help set that edge um, to either, you know, uh, you know, obviously to you know, lock down and you know, get uh, you know, defensive ends inside of him so nick chubb kareem hunt can get outside or when they run this wide zone to take that player on the edge and push him as close to the sideline as he can to create the cutback lane for nick for kareem you know austin fantastic acquisition seems really really excited to be here uh so austin hooper as your number one tight end the hopes are high for what austin hooper can do here then we get into the you know the rest and you know each of them have their faults. Obviously, David Njoku, um, you know, 2019 loss season. The um, th- there's always the issue of you know sometimes with the drops, which he really improved in 2018, but we don't know where he is because we didn't see much in 2019. But again, it's blocking. Um, it's been David Njoku's issue since he's been in the league. Um, he's more athletic than he is physical. Um, sometimes those guys, it just it it, it it never progresses to where there's more of a balance. Between you know your skill set as far as you know, you know your ability to assist in the receiving game and to be a more than functional blocker, um, but the time is now for David Njoku. Um, if they ever want that big payday, they're certainly hoping for David is going to need to step up as a blocker here. Uh, I, now, um, you know Hunter Bryant, obviously a fourth-round selection. Um, Hunter, I think, was probably looked at more as you know what he can do as you know a receiver in the tight end game. You know, Baker excelled with these guys at Oklahoma. Baker excelled with Darren Fells and David Njoku in his rookie year in 2018. Slim success with Ricky Seals Jones last year, and obviously one other guy we'll get to here in a second. Um, But, you know, Hunter Bryant, it's going to be a learning year. It's going to be a year to put on more weight. It's going to be a year to, you know, work on getting that stance better, getting lower, getting better leverage and blocking. Because at this point now, putting him on the field is probably going to be. It's going to be a tell. I don't think you're going to bring Hunter Bryant in for situations where you're obviously looking to running the ball. He comes on. He's mostly on the field. He's most likely going to be looked at as a receiver. So unless he has a really really strong summer, I mean, you're talking just you know Hunter Bryant being a part of the 2020 team, uh, maybe more of a contributor in 2021. The Farrell Brown news, obviously, where he's on pop. And again, look, this isn't COVID. Um, this could be something simple that came up in a physical. It could be you know an ankle bothering him. It could be a tweaked muscle. The- so many things. This could be for a guy like Pharrell Brown. So we're going to still hold out um, and see exactly where we are once practices actually begin on the 14th. Pharrell um, Brown uh, again, now another guy with you know what is you know a calling card so to speak, and not a balanced game. Pharrell Brown is a solid blocker, a willing blocker. Um, you know some of the biggest Chubb run, Nick Chubb runs last year were aided by blocks by Pharrell Brown. So if he can get off the pup list quickly. The opportunity is there for him as blocking is going to be an emphasis from this tight end group here. And other than Austin Hooper, you don't really have anyone else too proven as far as their physicality and have a resume, so to speak, as a blocker in the NFL. Farrell Brown was able to create a role for himself last year in that regard. We get now to Steven Carlson. Um, you know, I talked about it the other day when we were talking about, you know, roster cuts and who was gonna eventually make the final fifty-three and there's a possibility where it's only four tight ends, possibility it's five tight ends. Steven Carlson with Farrell Brown in one of those odd spots. Um, let, we're gonna look for what kind of growth Stephen Carlson made in this off season. Uh, you know, obviously was put on the field last year, similar to Mac Wilson, probably before he was ready. Um, but Stephen Carlson was able, you know, to make some plays. Um, it was able to contribute in the in the passing game. The blocking probably, obviously, still a working progress. As Steven was a tight end at Princeton. But you've brought in you know, uh, coaching here to assist with this. One of these young guys, whether it's a David Njoku, whether it's a Hunter Bryant, Stephen Carlson, one of these guys is going to have to step up as a blocker. There's just no question about it. Um, the talent is there, and look, they can all contribute within the receiving game. Somebody is going to have to step up as a second blocking tight end in this system. Kevin Stefanski loves his tight ends, loves having him on the field. The opportunity is going to be there. Who's going to be the one to go and grasp it? Will it be a David Njoku? Will it be a Steven Carlson? Will it be a long shot, as he says, a rookie, a Hunter Bryant? Somebody needs to step up as the second tight end in 2019. Now, we get to... I'm sorry, 2020. Now, um, if this Farrell Brown thing turns out to maybe be an issue and we have an issue where these young, three young tight ends the block blocking isn't progressing here in camp it's not improving looking at names that are available at the tight end position delaney walker he's always been more receiver than he is, has been you know blocker 36 years old i don't necessarily see it jordan reed you know had some uh, you know great years now with the washington redskins um Jordan Reed, if he's really trying to still play, I mean, God bless him. Jordan Reed has been through so many injuries, and many of them head injuries. Um, it's just not a player I would feel comfortable even bringing into camp. You don't want to see anybody take that last hit and it be you know, bad, it be ugly. Jordan Reed, you've made some money in the NFL. Um, please, you know, think about maybe retiring and maybe the next phase of your life. You know, Nobody wants to see a guy go out ugly, and God knows Jordan Reed has had his issue of you know ugly injuries over the years. Then you get to names like Luke Stocker, uh, former Falcon, played with Austin Hooper. Again, okay blocker, maybe a little bit better than the guys in hand. Charles Clay, very similar to Dan- Delaney Walker. Uh, Ed Dixon, you know, been around the NFL for a while, and look, you can have a good... Good living in the NFL as a tight end if you can stay healthy. Uh, teams love them. They always carry three or four of them. A guy like Ed Dixon, maybe a, a guy like Lance Kendricks, um, you know, maybe more receiver as well than blocker here. But if you can be any, you know, it's not going to be that hard for some of these guys to be better blockers than a David Njoku, than a Hunter Bryant, than a Steven Carlson. So there's possibilities of one of these names. Again, look, Farrell Brown, he could be off this list tomorrow. He could be off this list August 13th and ready to go for live regular practices. Um, so it's not an issue yet. It's something to monitor. But Farrell Brown and his injury to this point, whatever has him on the pup list. And again, he is not on the COVID list. He is on the pup list. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, you know what uh, the future dictates. You know for Farrell Brown as far as his health. Um, but the opportunity is there because um, you're you know asking three young guys to you know really really step up in the most demanding part of the tight end position as far as blockers. Um, So it'll be interesting. Um, And Pharoah Brown, obviously, you know, not doing himself any favors right now by being on the pup list. Um, But if he can get off of that quickly, certainly going to give him a legit shot here as far as, you know, winning a roster spot for opening day with the 2020 Cleveland Browns. Guys, as you all know, over at Pro Football Network, uh, you know, we've started some team verticals over there. Um, we have the Browns page. Uh, Sam Penix, Corey Kinnan. these guys are really, really kicking butt over there. At Real Corey Kinnan, at Sam underscore Penix. These guys are really, really working hard. They're putting out fantastic content. These guys do not have the amount of followers that they deserve. Their, their content is fantastic. These guys work really, really hard. They make my life so much easier. They actually make me look good. with as fantastic as these two young guys are, so please check out at BrownsPFN on Twitter. Please check out at Sam underscore Penix, at Real Corey Kinnon. These guys are busting their butts over there, putting out quality content. And the amount of content is going to start picking up here coming this weekend as we are, you know, hitting training camp for the twenty twenty NFL season. Uh, I decided I'm going to start here, and you know, we'll, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it each episode, you know, day in, day out um but it, today was a good time obviously we've gotten to the browns news of the day here just wanted to start looking at you know the schedule and you know first thing for me and i always do this whenever an nfl schedule is released i, I look at it in quarters i look at the first quarter second quarter third quarter fourth quarter four, you know 16 games broken down into four here you know and ideally you know for me in the way i always looked at it is is you know if you're if you have aspirations of being a really good team you want to look at each corner Quarter And each slate of four games and say, you know, how can I get three wins out of this? Can I even get four wins out of this? If it's a really tough stretch, is there a way we can just go two and two over this stretch? So I'm going to cover the opening quarter of the 2020 NFL season for your Cleveland Browns. As everybody knows, Browns are opening up week one against the reigning AFC North Division champions in the Baltimore Ravens. Um, yes, I know Lamar Jackson was voted number one in the top NFL top 100. Those lists are what they are, guys. Um, if you want to pay mind to them, go ahead. If you don't want to, go ahead. Um, Pro Football Network. We did one over there as well. Um, obviously, the lists are varying. Um, you know, you know. If you want to complain about it. I guess he can. Is he better than Aaron Donald? Is he maybe better than Patrick Mahomes? I don't know. But he was, you know, the MVP last year. Whatever. That's that on the the top 100s. And that's probably 30 seconds more than needed to even be addressed on that. But at the Ravens, um, you look at what the Ravens have done in the offseason. Obviously, retaining... Marcus Peters, a cornerback. Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, fantastic duo at the cornerback position. You bring in a Calais Campbell. Um, and this is not only is Calais Campbell a, a fantastic player. One thing that uh, the Ravens were lacking last year was pass rush. Now you get one of the best interior pass rushers in the game in Clayus Campbell. You look at what their draft brought. Um, You bring in a Patrick Queen. You needed a linebacker. Um, You bring in a Malik Harrison. Not only, you know, they needed a couple linebackers, Um, but they're in a position now where Queen, you know, not everything has to go onto his plate day one. Harrison doesn't necessarily have to start week one. He certainly can. He's certainly talented enough. He's certainly capable enough, but not a lot of pressure there. But, you know, some Added weapons to that defense. Um, J.K. Dobbins, obviously, running back out of Ohio State. You know, I, I absolutely love him. He was my favorite running back in the class last year. Um, but you look at what the Ravens are going to do, and I don't see where the Ravens have to stray much from what was their norm of 2019. Their offense is built, and it's built well. You know, when it runs through Lamar Jackson, maybe you're going to start easing up on the amount of running you're going to do with Lamar Jackson as you hope for longevity, you know, longevity of his career. But you know, the Ravens are pretty much going to be who they were last year, and until somebody shows that they can stop it. There's no reason for them to, you know, alter their course so much here. So I do like playing it week one. I love the fact that you're pretty much going to have all of August to prepare to go down there. The Browns played the Ravens extremely tough for six of the eight quarters they played last year. And now at the Braven, uh, the Browns with a more improved defense with a better system in place. And I think the system they're going with is specifically built. For teams like Baltimore with athletic quarterbacks, so Week One at Baltimore. I know it feels a ways away, but if we actually do get to camp on time and practices on time, it'll be here sooner than you think. Quick turnaround for Week Two. Um, Thursday night game. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals come on, you know, come on up to Cleveland. Here we uh, will be the first look at you know number one overall pick Joe Burrow uh, deep, deep wide receiver core. Um, you know, Joe Mixon has, you know, given the Browns fits at time, really, really weak offensive line. I, I don't know how they invested as much as they did in Joe Burrow and didn't do more on the offensive line. Still seems bonkers. The defense is, you know, the defensive line wasn't bad last year. They have a bunch of rookie linebackers. The linebackers stunk. There's just no way around it. They were able to add to the secondary, um, you know, With you know, brought in another cornerback in uh, Trey Wayne's, brought in a safety in Von Bell, a guy I talked about. I thought would be nice here in Cleveland. I think they've done a good job turning the roster over Cincinnati. Um, I still don't see how it translates to great success right out of the way here and playing them week two here where they're still trying to find their way with an offensive line and a rookie signal caller i I, know i I like that matchup here but you know two conference games right out of the way here really really important for the browns to start the 2020 season hot then you get a 10-day rest and you go and then you have come to town the washington football team because there's nothing else to call them at this point Um, Now, what you look at with this team, you know, Dwayne Haskins, year two. A lot of people are really, really hyping up Dwayne Haskins. I was a fan. Um, I was curious as to why the Cincinnati Bengals didn't address their quarterback position in 2019 and get Dwayne Haskins. Um, They didn't here. Dwayne Haskins, Terry McLaren, Chase Young. Obviously, for all the Ohio State fans, there's certainly a nice little... uh, Buckeye South feel here with what you've got from you know, with with Washington uh, deep on, you know deep in pass rushers uh, you know Darius Guy should be nice to finally get to see a full season out of him to see you know what he can actually do as a full time running back in this league uh, just lost Kelvin Harmon one of my favorite wide receivers from the 2019 draft obviously towards ACL and you know uh, camp preparation you know uh, workouts so that you know that's a tough blow Kelvin a Jersey boy like myself so but 10 days to get ready for the Redskins you know that should be interesting. You know, that'll be your second home game, uh, You look and you're going to look forward to that, and it's a shame folks won't, be, won't you know, get to be there as much as they want to be, because a lot of people want to come see these former bu- Buckeyes who are now playing with Washington. Week four, now this will be the first game in October, you travel on down to the star, the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, um, C.D. Lamb. I mean, he, he, the the potential of the of the Dallas Cowboys offense is ridiculous. I mean, he was great already. What they could do, um, then you throw in a guy like C.D. Lamb, just it, 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 insane. You know, in Dak, Dak Prescott, probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. His contract situation, whatever it is, um, and you know, why Jerry Jones is not taking care of that. Why he took care of the running back first. I'll never understand, um, but Dak Prescott makes that work, and you know he's done a really, really tremendous job. From being the player he was at, at Mississippi State, where it was more dual threat quarterback, uh, to in with his development in the passing game, um, his you know, precision, his accuracy, hits the big throws, hits the underneath throws. It's really been nice to watch a player like Dak Prescott grow in the NFL with the opportunity he was given, and obviously given the opportunity due to a Tony Romo, Romo injury. The defense in Dallas secondary, a lot of question marks. Uh, best player they had back there, Byron Jones. I've just gone to the Miami Dolphins linebackers, Jalen Smith, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch. When both healthy, when both ready, great sideline to sideline. Just chase guys. Um, you know, between the two of them, they'll probably end up making twenty-five percent of the tackles week in, week out. If they've taken some chances on some extra pass rushers. We'll see how that all pans out. But the Dallas Cowboys, obviously, any game in Dallas is difficult. Um, any game against that firepower on the offense the Dallas Cowboys have is a very, very difficult matchup here. So there you have it. Um, obviously, we've gotten into today where we've gotten our first news of one of the top college football players deciding to opt out and prepare for the 2021 NFL Draft in Virginia Tech. Cornerback Caleb Farley. And if you just want to go around Google his name, um, go to Draft Network, go to other places. Highly, highly thought of as a cornerback, and, uh, you know, just making the wise, smart decision to focus on his draft training. Um, uh, Some big names, obviously, dropping out, Damian Williams, Nate Solder, opting out of the 2020 NFL season. The Browns got their first taste with undrafted rookie, Drake Dorbeck, Drew Forbes, obviously, opting to sit his age 23 season out, Farrell Brown on the physically unable to perform list, and a name to look out for, for maybe Drew Forbes opting out, Josh Klein, Minnesota, um, played with the Minnesota Vikings in 2019, currently a free agent, um, has had some injury history, but the Browns are looking to maybe bring somebody in who could maybe ease and transition into the system seamlessly. Uh, offensive lineman Josh Klein. Uh, previewed the tight ends ahead of training camp, obviously the Farrell Brown news. Um, looked at some veteran tight ends that might be available here. Um, but either way, David Njoku, <clears throat> Stephen Carlson, Hunter Bryant, one of these young men is going to need to step up in the physicality department and blocking department here. Kevin Stefanski wants to run a lot of two, two tight end sets here. Somebody needs to take the opportunity that Kevin Stefanski is looking to give to somebody. We covered the first quarter of the 2020 NFL season. Obviously, um, division games at Baltimore. Home in Cincinnati to start the season off within a five-day span. Ten days later, in come the Washington, whatever they are, football team. And then down to the Dallas Cowboys. Covered a lot here today. We'll be back tomorrow on Friday. Uh, just continue to roll on through here trying to give you guys the greatest content. Again, follow the Locked on Browns Twitter account at Locked on Browns. DMs are open. Follow back account. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open guys. Questions for the show, ideas for the show, topics for the show. Hit any one of those DMs. You just want to talk in general. That's fine as well here. Always looking for great, great content to give you guys. If there's something you guys want to hear about. I obviously want to give it to you. Again, this show only goes as far as the listeners who listen to it. So I appreciate you guys for that. Again, also please check out at Browns PFN, at Browns, capital B, R-O-W-N-S, capital P-F-N, Browns PFN. As my guys Sam and Corey over there, we're working out just trying to give you guys killer written content day in, day out. Until we talk the next time, guys, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dogbound. LGB on the L Let's go Browns.